0: Ocean
1: FM. Hello and welcome. You're very welcome to Arts Northwest broadcasting from the Lands Art Centre. Gate Gabe Delighted to be back in the start of the new year. Hope you all had a lovely festive season. My name is Brendan Murray. We broadcast from the Glens every Thursday, nine thirty p.m., and it's repeated on Sundays at eight p.m. here on Ocean FM. This week we have the second part of an in-house session that we did. The first part went out in our last show just before Christmas. It's with the wonderful uh, multi-instrumentalist. Uh, he's a double bass player and he. Playing the Saw, those of you that were listening in just before Christmas, uh, Martin Brunsdon, who plays with the Hot House Flowers, has done for many a year, and also with the singer Bronwyn Kavanagh, and they've recently started collaborating, and I think the fruits of their labours are well worth the labour. So we'll pick it up. I'm chatting with Bronwyn about where she gets her inspiration for her music. So you were talking about there that it helps you, you know, that you, you, you like this engagement with the whole concept of, you know, the feminine and all of that. Oh, yeah. So in terms of your music, which comes out in it very strongly, and I'm going to come to the, like, there was, there's, a, there's a nice un, almost underlying reggae beat to, to that one there that you were talking <laughs> about. Um, do you think one informs the other or do you think one takes precedence over the other? And do you think that's important as an artist or does it just come out somehow and you're not even aware of it?
0: Um, I think inspiration strikes where it strikes, and it actually I just saw an image in a book of like a stone statue of her, and then read about it, and then I just sat down, and then all that kind of the words poured out, and then uh, so it resonated
1: obviously with you very strongly.
0: I think I just really liked her belt of nails.
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> but well I, an image it came from an also, image, isn't that fantastic? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah and I, I also like I wouldn't be really overtly kind of political in terms of music but I think that it's kind of nice to kind of I I think uh, yeah I think it's nice to kind of name a few things that um yeah that maybe you feel strongly about or kind of or kind of find out why that song was happening for you and then realizing oh yeah that is actually something that I'd I'd like to say about that song you know
1: right and just out of curiosity then because and and do you think do you think as an artist do you think artists and that's of any genre Do you think they play a role in the political sphere or do you think that's vital or do you think it just should, if it happens organically, it happens organically?
0: Was it Nina Simone who said all art is political and you can't get away from that because you are. Excellent. uh, Because you are, inevitably you have a position in society and you can't escape that identity in some way. And so therefore recognizing that and... uh, yeah and recognizing that you have a platform that is kind of to the arts, which is maybe more accessible in a way, do you know, but I wouldn't yeah, I wouldn't be preaching on a stage about sure. certain things, but I think if you have like something you feel passionate about to share a little bit of that is is important, I think sometimes um yeah, but I think it's for me it's more about transformation and and offerings. it's like music has helped to me in some of the darkest points in my life, and I feel like particularly for my expression, it's like I really I'm not afraid of the dark and I'm not afraid of looking at it and then also kind of bringing it as like some kind of transformative force into like there's opportunity to to go there and feel it and come out the other side basically yeah so it's interesting yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: so on that Martin, there you know influences there coming through again. Are you like Brandman do you are sorry. I'll rephrase that. Do you, in contrast to Brandman, perhaps listen to music a lot? Or I, I used to listen to music absolutely constantly, and then I reached a point
2: where I found that it was harder to discover my own channel of music if I was listening to everybody else's. Um, now these days, I do, yeah, I do, li- I do still listen to music, but I'm worried by the effect of things like spotify and you know streaming services because music listening to music these days can tend to be something that's a little bit like wallpaper you know, you can just click from one thing to another, to another, to another, to another. But I'm old enough to have been, to, to sort of come from the vinyl generation when, you know, finding that record that you'd been looking for was really exciting and it really meant something when you put it on the deck and then you had to turn it over to get the other side and the artwork was so... So it was much more precious. There's been a, you know, people talk about this a lot, but there has been a devaluation of music through its through it being digitised and so easily available. So I find that it's made me... I'm much more selective now about what I will listen to. And I also have a thing where I I study yoga. And there's a concept in the philosophies of yoga, which is to do with food. You know, food isn't just what comes into your mouth. Food is also what comes through your eyes and through your ears and through your skin and through all the, the gateways that we possess with our bodies. So I think it's quite important to be vigilant about what foods you consume through those gateways and that applies to music as well uh, music can be disturbing films can be disturbing maybe you want to do that to yourself personally i'm on a road of attempting to become clearer and cleaner as time rolls out so i'm quite careful about what i listen to and i'm more interested in listening to the music that's made by the people that i'm involved with musically than um, you know consuming
1: stuff in the marketplace Let's take another tune. Qua qua qua. Can you can one of you enlighten me on this one?
0: Um,
1: Interesting title, of course.
0: Yeah. So this is a song that's inspired by a story, like kind of an origin myth, um, that recurs around the world. The particular story that I um, was inspired by was one from the Inuit culture, and. Um, Yeah, so it's just the story is briefly that in the beginning, there was this darkness that was kind of um, contained everything in it. And every form that was formed in the darkness could kind of bleed and melt into the next form. So like, like a human could become a flower, could become a tree, could become the sky, whatever. And so the story goes that the form of the crow stowed away from the darkness and discovered the light, and then brought the light back in its beak. And then the light defined the edges of um, of all the forms that were there. So it's kind of like solidified the, the edges of things, really. Uh, and in the culture, the light is called the kwa-kwa-kwa, which sounds a lot like the noises that crows make. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of, yeah, it's about actually similarly like darkness and light and, yeah.
3: E The cool-
1: listening to the beautiful voice there of Branwyn Kavna, accompanied by Martin Brunston, our guests today on Arts Northwest in an in-house session here at the Glen Centre. Um, we're going to finish up, but before I do, Martin, you were just referencing there, and I, as someone, I think we're possibly of the same generation, I do understand we are coming in one way, but we have to be very careful that we're not put into the category of old fogies who think we know and have seen it all. <laughs> so the opening up of music my mind if you listen to youngsters coming now they are they have access to every type of music and sound and genre which actually is now pushing the boundaries out in the sounds that they're making Mm -hmm. and indeed an awful lot of people who got like when I was growing up there was no there was very little musical training unless it was in the classical genre and that was only for posh people um but and I liked actually the the dancer Michael Keegan Dolan who's one of our most amazing artists, uh, you know, he said uh, recently that he's using pop tunes in his latest classical ballet show and he was asked about this and he said, you know, I always thought classical music was just for, that was really the height of art and he said, but pop music has changed more people's lives than any other art form, probably, in in the musical sphere Mm. and I like that, I like that. Now, he was playing everybody, he's using everybody from Depeche Mode to Supertramp and whatever, you know, and I think he might have a take that tune in it you know and you can be very snobby about these things but we now have a proliferation of uh, musical artists coming out of um, various different colleges like BIM like Cork Limerick and I mean they will even call themselves soundscape artists mm. with fantastic music musicality to them mm. Uh so do you not think that this is just a natural evolution in first of all in technology, which then informs what's happening?
2: Perhaps. Oh, absolutely, yeah, I, I absolutely do, and I do agree with Michael Keegan Dolan, who I've worked with myself, and is certainly a magnificent explorer. Mm. Um, I would listen to what he would say at any given time. Um, but yeah, no, I think you're right. I, I, it's of course it's part of evolution, and I think as <laughs> down through the through time also. Um, Older people have moaned about how things change and, uh, you know, because it's hard to sometimes to to move with the changes. But you're absolutely right. And um, and certainly some of the music. I think I probably a couple of the artists who made me first notice that kind of progression a few years back now, but would have been Bjork and Radiohead. There was a time when those two those two sounds were. You know, what they were doing was just like nothing like anyone else was doing, and I, I found it uh, kind of amazing. And that, to get back to your word you used earlier,
1: disturbing in a way.
2: Yes, they, some of the things were just, certainly, certainly, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Bjork in particular. I remember listening to her at the beginning when she first appeared, and it was like, who is she and what is this? I didn't know what to do with the sounds, and and then. Uh, actually, PJ Harvey would be another one. She's from my hometown. Um, but some of the, her earlier music in particular, I hated it when I first heard it. And then after a year, I'd absolutely love it. And I'd realised that she was kind of ahead of the game and it took me time to catch up. And so now there are all sorts of things going on now, certainly within electronica and all sorts of other genres. which, um, But I, perhaps particularly within electronica, um where there are amazing boundaries being pushed, and I'm every now and again somebody you know introduces me to something to listen to, and I'm just astonished by it and again, I have that same feeling that Polly used to give me Polly Harvey used to give me which is like, oh my god what i don't know what I don't know what to does not compute you know what do I do with this sound I don't know how to." how to understand it and that's really intriguing that's really intriguing i suspect that's also been going on since the dawn of time sure, i mean d- irish traditional folk music can do that to you too certainly when i first heard sean O'Rearder and his band
1: uh, playing that really blew my and, mind And and of course you know there were certain sections of the guardians of the traditional heritage of music who would have poo-pooed Sean Oreda
2: yes yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, goodness me no bad thing what about Padra Oreda what he's doing I mean some of the his recordings yeah, are so beautiful made. and so unusual and it's coming from such a special place yeah. you know there's, um, yeah.
1: yeah amazing well can I genuinely say I just love what Martin what yourself and Brandman are doing together and you know particularly I think this this like we've talked about there's just such a so many influences, and, and 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 again, I think you're pushing out certain boundaries, which is fantastic. And I love, you know, you're talking about electronic Martin. There, and you know, you're making the most amazing sounds with a saw, and you have a, a petrol can. <laughs> <laughs> it came in with a petrol can, which is going to burn the place down. It's amazing, Branwyn. Would you like to tell us what you're finishing up with, please?
0: Um, yeah, this is a uh, um. A song called Hunter's Moon, which is, um, yeah, kind of just influenced by, like, uh, creepy fairy tales, really. Uh, (laughs) Mm. um, Yeah, and they kind of, I I got really interested in the archetype of the beast. And so that's kind of what this is about. Interesting that an awful lot of your
1: your stuff comes from images. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Powerful images.
0: Yeah, yeah, so the beast. And yeah, um, that's it, really. So, yeah. Great.
1: Well, I do hope you uh, further uh, your engagement together. It really is fantastic. And please keep us posted about your, the release of your album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. thanks. We'll, we might have you in again. And Martin, likewise. Uh, Brian and Martin Brunston. Mila Mila, Mila, Mila Buikis. Many, many thanks. thanks Thank you.
4: And just before we finish the show we'll just list a couple of gigs and different events that are coming up in the next uh, couple of weeks obviously it's early in the year so you know it's not too busy at the moment but this friday actually the 13th so tomorrow uh, chant electronique are playing in the Glen center at 8pm this is a international collective of producers and singers and they explore ways of combining traditional music and electronics they have members from portugal croatia bosnia france and ireland and uh, they've released one critically acclaimed album Tickets for that are €12 or €10 concession, and you can get them from theglenscenter.com. Then for other gigs, next week in The Dock in carrick on shannon the Yonder Boys are playing their trio of international musicians that kind of mix American old-time music with bluegrass, Latin music and kind of psychedelic music. The tickets for that are 15 euro or 12 concession can be gotten from the doc.ie. then in the model on Sunday the 22nd at 3 p.m. the Degani piano trio are playing so this is the first concert of the new year hosted by Cambrio who are Sligo society for the appreciation of chamber music and it's a program of works for violin, cello and piano uh, that focuses on tangos by South American composers like Astor Piazzolla uh, although there's actually a bit of Mozart in there as well, if you need that kind of thing. And the uh, tickets for that are €20 euro and €10 euro concession and can be booked from themodel.ie. And then next week as well, just to say, in the Hawkswell, there's two gigs happening. One is from Wednesday the 18th until Saturday the 21st. Every night at 8pm, Kieran Quinn's team night, uh, this is number 31, is happening. And this has a special focus on stories that are told through song. So tickets are €30 euro or €15 euro for people who are under 18. And then on Sunday the 22nd at 8 pm, Michael Rooney and June McCormick are playing with support from Neve Dunn and Sean Ogh Graham. Uh, this concert is it's to celebrate the release of new albums from both of these duos. Uh, one is Trad and one is Folk. Uh, tickets for that are 20 euro, 18 concession, or 10 euro if you're under 18. And if you're strapped because it's January and you're looking for things to do that are, you know, don't cost that much or are free, just a reminder that there's two really good exhibitions happening in both the Model and the Dock at the moment. So in the Model, their exhibition Portrait Lab is running until the end of the month. It's an exhibition that features works by celebrated Irish and international artists and questions the idea of portraiture through painting, video, sculpture and installations. And then in the Dock down in Carrick-on-Shannon, they have their winter exhibition which is running until February 4th. And it's actually comprised of three separate exhibitions by different artists. So there's paintings and video work by Paul Halhan. There's photo collages by Sionic Kshivna, And there's an installation of kind of odd assemblages by sculptor Cecilia Bulo. And then, just to say really quickly, if you know, you're in the new year mood. There's a whole bunch of different kinds of classes going on as well at the moment. So in the model, they have graphite and easel life drawing classes happening every Friday until March. You can look it up on the model's website. And then the Leitrim School of Art, actually in Drumshambo, has a really jammed program of workshops and classes coming up over the next few months. It's far too full to list here, but it has things like basket weaving and ceramics, stained glass, creative writing, painting, and much more. And if you go to leitrimartschool.ie, you'll see the full list there. So that is it for now. Happy New Year. Thanks a lot. Shin Der and Cloridon Chocten Show
1: or Caith in Rashini on Nollig. Wemsha Brendan Murray, Brigade Salon. Many thanks to Mark Gavin on Sound and also to Craig Cox, who you heard there with What's On, for his production and research. Thanks to Pubble, the Arts Council, and Leitrim County Council for their continued support. I wish you all a very happy new year, a very successful and peaceful twenty twenty three, and we look forward to you tuning in again over the coming months here at Arts Northwest from the Glen Centre in downtown Manarald. This show goes again Sunday at eight PM and is available on all podcast platforms or through Ocean FM. And here is a sample of Chant Electronique. As I say, play here tomorrow night at the Glen Centre. Tickets on the door at 8 pm.